Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Tuesday morning. Hope everybody slept well and had a good night's rest and you've had your coffee and we're getting the day going in the right direction. So uh, it's a little chilly outside and uh, boy, I tell you what, I don't know about you all, we got my monsoon at the house yesterday and uh, so uh, I don't know what the whether it's supposed to rain today or not, uh, but uh, I want to grab an umbrella just in case. But either way, I'm glad you all could join me this morning. Let's see who all we have here. We got Miss Jennifer Honeycutt, Tracy Little, Amy Oaks Turner, Brandy Boyd Young, and uh, quite a few others watching on top of that. So appreciate you all tuning in and joining me. All right, let's uh, do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, praise the Lord for that, uh, you say that wonderful pledge each and every morning. And we do live in the greatest country in the world, despite what liberals and media would, have, would rather say to the contrary. But I'm proud of our United States. I'm proud that we live here. I'm not happy with our politicians and the politics and the things that are going on right now. As, as you all know, I always have a little rant in the morning in regards to politics. But, uh, you know, all that I can tell you this morning is we just really need to pray. We need to pray hard for this country. The people in it is becoming more evil, more perverse. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's, it's not good, you know. And I, it, the, as long as Lord tarries, it's only going to get worse. So, uh, good morning, Miss Darlene Barker. So, I'm not trying to sound like a pessimist, and uh, I'm optimistic in the fact that I have faith in the one who's in control and who's sovereign. And so, that's why I'm not uh, down and depressed about it, and I still get angry, you know, with what's going on right now. But um, I know God's in control, and that's all we can do is trust in Him. and Ain't going to be what ain't going to be. You getting upset and tore up and worried and scared ain't going to change a thing in the world about it, you know. It kind of leads us up to what we're going to be talking about this morning. So if you have your Bibles handy, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 through 30. So if you have your Bibles handy, go ahead and look that up or your cell phones or, or iPads or whatever you're using there. But it says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's will. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, there's quite a few uh, men out there who uh, the hairs of their head are, are not too uh, hard to count. <laughs> but for a lot of people, it is, uh, you know, you got a lot of hair in your head. That's a lot of hair to uh, God that we know every hair in your head. But, you know, it is um, one thing that God's talking about here is that uh, we need to be concerned with God and His will for our lives. You know, I think we get so wrapped up and concerned with um, other people, their opinions, uh, or their attacks on us. And instead, we need to be concerned with the things of God. So, poor Mike, yes, I said that's me. Poor Mike. Poor old guy. We're going to we're gonna take up a collection and, and we'll get him some uh, Rogaine for men. So he can have long flowing hair and uh, he can let it fly in the wind. So, <laughs> but as we read this, so I want to back up. So we read verses 29 through 30, but I want to read, I think it's important to read verse 28. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. 
You know, it's very important that we understand and fear that an almighty God. I think so many times people, you know, when I say fear, I don't mean we're supposed to live in, 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 in a scared uh, sense of you know, laying in the fetal position and in complete and total paralysis of fear of God. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about having a healthy respect and understanding of an almighty God and what he can do for our lives. And I think we so we're so concerned and wrapped up with the things of the world, the people in it, and our day-to-day -day lives that we forget to depend upon God and to seek out His will daily and to understand what is to come. You know, I think we think that this life is going to keep on going. Well, I got news for you, people. You are, nobody's getting out of this world a lot. I'm just telling you, if, if we're raptured out or we uh, go on to uh, home with the Lord. Before then, one way or the other, you're going to be standing for an almighty God. And we need to be very aware of that. And, you know, so that's one thing that you know, we see here that um, in verse uh, 29, it says that um, are not two sparrows sold for a penny. Now, one reason that that is put in there is that uh, because uh, that at one point in time, the uh, Israel Israelites ate the sparrows and you know you would think oh my gosh you know but you know that is uh you know probably to them it was like chicken you know but that was the the uh, the most inexpensive form of food maybe they could buy and for a penny and uh, so they would use that whether for nourishment or who knows maybe they got one for a pet you know you always had that one vegetarian out there said oh my goodness i will not eat sparrow today i am a vegetarian so I am buying the sparrow to keep in my home. So, you know, I'm sure you had that one or two uh, out there with their uh, uh, Gucci clothing and uh, shoes. And so, anyway, I'll digress. Uh, but, you know, the fact is that um, uh, that was uh, uh, of little value to the culture. But, you know, but that's one great thing that we see here is that uh, not two sparrows sold for a penny and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. So... God even knows, even when the smallest creature, even one that we they may have considered insignificant for the time, God knows when they die. So you see, there's nothing outside of the control. So if God even cares about the sparrows, uh, how much more is he going to care about his people? How much more is he going to care about us? And um, that's a wonderful thing to know, that we have that confidence that nothing happens outside of God's knowledge. You know, I was talking to, I had to go to the, VA for a, uh, our annual checkup uh, at uh, physical, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's not like an actual physical, physical, but you only know, go in, get medication updates and all that stuff. I was talking to the nurse and we was talking about this whole COVID situation. And, uh, you know, it's just very odd how some people get COVID and it's like no worse than a head cold. And somebody else get COVID and then two days they're, they're dead. I mean, it's just insane. And she's talking about how her father was, you know, so where she works in healthcare, was concerned about her working well with those with COVID and that she didn't get the shot. And, and uh, uh, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I think God wants us to have common sense. You know, we don't play in traffic. We don't leap off the Empire State Building, uh, obviously. Uh, we, but however, God knows, you know, we have a birth date and we have a death date. You know, we don't get to heaven and God looks down and says, oh my gosh, I would not expect you for another two years. You know what I mean? So it's not like a surprise. You know, we don't die. God's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? You know, it's, that's not how it works. God knows when we're going to die. But again, we're, that's not to mean we would be suicidal, fatalistic, those kind of things like that. But we need to live within the accordance of God's will and realize that this life is very short. And that, uh, we, uh, that we have that confidence that 
no matter how hard things get, no matter how tough things may get, that God is there, God is in control, God's going to take care of us, He's going to get us through those tough times. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, I've talked a lot here lately about some of the things me and Brandy's been going through, and uh, it has been tough, and it's not been easy, and the attacks of the old devil have just been relentless, and it seems like you get through one battle, and he's right there for another smack in the face, you know, and uh, it's tough. But, you know, you look and you see how God gets you through every situation. You know, and I can't help but think of, uh, I think it's, I want to say, chapter 6 of Matthew. I think it starts with the 25th verse. Hold on here, let me just make sure. Uh, yes, because I like this because it's so easy to worry. It's so easy to be anxious. It's so easy to be, you know, because of the unknown, the uncertainty of things. Whether starting a new job, starting a new business. Uh, maybe you're financially strapped. You know, you hear the holidays are coming up and uh, uh, people are upset and torn about that. I like what Mike was, uh, Hensley's talking on here. I like what his wife put on Facebook earlier. Said if somebody buys you uh, a gift, say it's a $30 gift, and they're only making $10 an hour, then they have uh, given you three hours of their life to give you something out of their heart. It's not about the monetary value of the gift is what that person is doing out of the goodness of their heart more or less uh, I'm not quoting it I'm paraphrasing and uh, you know it is so work you know people are concerned with make sure that they they spend a, an, an X amount of dollars it's not about that it's just like like Christmas or birthdays I tell my kids make me something see I, that to me I cherish that more than anything that they could ever buy me I say I was like a cowboy hat on yesterday my dad made that hat uh, he, he, he gets the blanks and he shapes and molds them. And I cherish the things my dad or my wife or my kids give me. And that's uh, like that hat. I keep it put up in plastic. I don't wear it out because I'm, I'm terrified something will happen to it. So I don't really wear it that much except when I'm doing something in here. Those are the things that I cherish. See, my kids don't know this, but I have kept everything they have ever made. Stuff that maybe I've not thought much about. In fact, there's been stuff they've drawn and Brandy's thrown in the trash and uh, because it just might not have been no big deal and it probably isn't but I went and got it out and I've got a whole file of cabinet with all their little drawings and, and, and colorings and things I've put away because one day when I'm old and retired I want to pull those out and I want to look at that remember them uh, when they were just little and because those are the things that mean a lot to me you know, it's nice to, for somebody to buy you nice things, and that's that's fine, and I, I like that as well. But when it comes from the heart, you know, that means far more to me. I'm very sentimental. You know, in fact, I border on the hoarding because I, I don't like to get rid of stuff uh, that uh, means something to me. And, uh, and that's what kills me when you see, like, on Pawn Stars or something. Yes, my great-great-grandfather smuggled this ring in his derriere. <laughs> And, uh, out of Russia and uh, it's been handed out to my family through centuries or whatever how much can I give for this 20 bucks sounds good to me I thought how, what, how do you do that I, mean, I don't understand these people take family heirlooms are like yeah give me uh, whatever money I can get out of it and walk out I just I don't know I guess where I'm so sentimental I don't I don't understand those kind of things but uh, Darlene says she does the same thing and says she calls it her treasure chest. That's awesome. Oh, Kelly Jeff Swift is watching. So good morning, Miss Kelly. Just saw that. So anyway, I wanted to read Matthew 6, uh, starting in verse 25. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, 
what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So we know that we have a great and mighty God. And no matter how big a situation may seem in our life, it's only minuscule to God. Either you have the faith and, and confidence that God is in control of your life, or you do not. And that's what it boils down to. See, we, we are inherently selfish individuals. And we are self-centered, and we think that we can control circumstances. I've seen it firsthand when I was uh, worked in uh, dialysis patients. They, uh, uh, you know, they, could, they were limited what they could drink, what they could eat. Uh, they were on prednisone, and uh, if you've ever been on prednisone, it doesn't make you a very happy person. And so they were under the impression that while that machine that I was hooking them to uh, was pulling those fluids off of their body, that they could eat and drink as much as they wanted to while they sat there. And I kept trying to explain to them it doesn't work that way. But they wanted some form of control in their lives, and that's what we want to do. We want some form of control in our lives, but we are in absolute control of nothing. God is in control of everything, and that's why we need to be completely, utterly, totally dependent upon Him in all areas and all situations of our lives. And when you do that, you're going to be a much better, a much happier person because there is nothing to be anxious about. You know, that's why we was reading here in uh, Matthew 10, 28. Don't worry about, you know, uh, let me get back over here so I don't misquote that here. But because uh, it says right here, Matthew 10, 28, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul. So, whoops, sorry. And um, that's what we need to make sure that we uh, have that confidence in God and not the things of this world, the people in it, the attacks, those who wish to destroy us, who talk bad about us, who, you know, don't worry about that. Let's just, be, don't worry about, you know, we got bills to pay. You got to work. You got to pay your bills. That's part of life. But we know that God's going to meet our needs, and we just got to have that confidence in Him. And uh, I will sit here and lie and say, I don't worry about things. I don't get anxious about things. I, I do. I have a lot of anxiety. I have to really fight. I have a lot of fears that I have to fight because I worry sick over my kids and my family. And, uh, you know, I, I, when bills come rolling in, and, you know, it, it does uh, you know, makes you wonder, you know, how am I going to handle all this? But I just have to keep reminding myself, as I'm reminding you, to give all things over to Christ and realize He's going in control. He's going to give me the confidence, and He's going to give me the peace that I need, and just give it over to Him. That's all we can do. And uh, Darlene says that we are to thank Him for everything, great and good and bad. Yes, ma'am, that's for definitely true. So, my friends, I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what you're having to face or what you're having to go through. You know, I know what it's like to uh, uh, deal with... Uh, 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 
when I'm dealing with my son's mother, I'm just trying to find a nice way to, to put those <laughs> put the words. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it was very difficult uh, when he was growing up. So I know what it's like to have to deal with that type of situation. Uh, I know what it's like to, uh, you know, you know, when me and Brady first started out, we didn't just to, uh, to have twenty dollars a week. We would go you know, and give plasma just to have enough money for food. I mean, I know what it's like to go through these things. So it's not like uh, you know I'm talking out of my head. I don't, I don't know how. Others would. Anyway, I better quit because I about said something I shouldn't. But anyway, it's you know. So I understand. I know what it's like to go through difficulties and hardships and worries. I understand that firsthand and uh, but we have got to just I was like uh, I'm, every day I'm learning to try to give more and more to God and quit being so selfish and that's my encouragement to you today let's give that over to him uh, let's seek out God's will for our lives uh, let understand that he is in control and if we can let go and give it over to him now remember now when I say let go let God that's not to mean we're to be just passive and do nothing we have a responsibility on our part to work as well but we, with that confidence that God is going to take care of us, that's when I say you let go, let God. It's not to be cliche and you to do nothing. You have responsibility as well, so keep that in mind. But we give out all those cares and worries and anxiety to Him, we'll be a far better uh, children of God in the long run. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and have prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to have that confidence to know that you are there for us, that you're in control, to seek out your will and your understanding, that if you even know the very sparrows that fall, that you understand the, the number of hairs on our head and the grass of the field. Lord, how much more important are we to you than any of these things? Lord, help us to know that you are there for us, that you want the best for us, and to trust in you. And Lord, we're sitting watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose to the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I do pray for this country and its leaders. Uh, Lord, that this, these people will come to know you like never before. Lord, I pray that you be with uh, Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Larry and Donna Knight. And Lord, I pray that you be with all my wonderful, sweet uh, Brothers and sisters of Christ watching this morning, and Lord, I pray that you will uplift them, put a holy edge of protection about them, keep them safe and well, along with our spouses and uh, our children, and Lord, that you'll keep them safe, and let us all have a good and enjoyable day, and let us honor you in thought, word, and deed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I appreciate my friends, you all tuning in and watching this morning, I really do, and uh, hopefully you will have a blessed and wonderful day, and remember, Live each day as if it were your last. Why? Say it with me. Because one day it will be. <laughs> Thanks for watching and God bless.